As you know, the On Farm podcast is brought to you by the team at Seen and Heard PR and Marketing. And I just wanted to remind you about a new initiative that's happening here called On Record. On Record is a project to preserve voices, stories and memories for the future with your very own audio recording. So we're recording memories of rural life. We're travelling around Scotland, working with families and organisations to capture precious voices of family members or staff members or long-serving office bearers to preserve those for posterity and sometimes for historical value. So if you think this project is something that you'd like to be involved in and maybe you have a grandparent or a parent that you'd like to capture on audio while you can, please do get in touch. You can find out more at onrecordmemories.co.uk. Hello and welcome to the On Farm podcast. It's Anna here with you this week. I'm going to let the boys introduce themselves, but I have been speaking to two of the three hosts of the Farming Funny podcast. Um, And as the name suggests, uh, it was a very amusing chat and um, really great to talk to them. You can listen to their podcast um, in all the usual places, much like you would listen to On Farm. But uh, it's great. You know, in the, in the podcasting world, we like to support each other and just get more people listening to podcasts. So it's been really nice to have them as guests. So grab a cup of tea, sit back, relax and enjoy. Before you do that, though, just a quick acknowledgement, but a very sincere one to our sponsors for this week, Bell Ingram, Rural Property Specialists. We could not do this podcast without uh, our generous sponsors. So thank you very much to them. Okay, <laughs> my name is Nick. I am the co-host of Farming Funny. I am a farmer, a father, and I'm exhausted 99% of the time. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> oh, tough one. Hello, my name is James. I am also co-host of the Farming Funny podcast uh, along with Nicholas. I am a farmer and, poten- eh, not potentially, a way <laughs> to be a father. Ooh, oh, I'm yeah. sure we can talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. How long have you got left? Oh, God. It's, the countdown's on until it's game over. Uh, I think <laughs> uh, end of January. Oh, right. To be honest with you, I'm not really changing the way. I'm not thinking about it in the slightest because it's going to come. So I don't want to, you know, I'm still living yeah. the, the life of Riley at the moment. And when it comes, it comes. There's a third There's a third member of the Farming Funny podcast. So I wonder if before we kick off, one of you could just tell me a little bit about him so that he doesn't feel left out. That's right. Um, so the third member of our um, band is Sandy Kirkpatrick. He is actually in charge of children tonight and his wife is out, so he couldn't join us. But yeah, he's got his own kind of socials with Farmstock Official. So he does a lot of kind of stuff on that for agriculture in, in Scotland and England. He actually came on one of our podcasts as a guest. And oh. it, yeah, and it went so well that we were kind of like, let's get this guy on as a permanent fixture. So that's how Sandy came into it. Oh, amazing. So you guys, you guys have known each other for longer than that, presumably then. How how did you two become friends or colleagues or both? How did it all kick <laughs> off? Um, so Nick and I actually met through a mutual friend in Aberdeen uh, during university and college days. Um, yeah. So our friendship evolved around the uh, beers and whatnot, a lot of debauchery. So that, <laughs> so we kind of uh, we started our friendship that way. And then when a good friend of mine went and I went travelling, Nick was over in New Zealand at the same time working on a farm over there. Oh, okay. So yeah. we then caught up with him a couple more nights of debauchery. And <laughs> then, you know, we kind of well, just really drifted apart. You know, Nick had 
went on and lived a different different life down in London. And then he was away from farming. And then I think just end of COVID, I think, just came back or during COVID came yeah. back from yeah. came back to farm and he phoned me up one night and came up with this idea about uh, a sort of light humoured podcast on agriculture. And uh, he caught me on the caught, caught me with my guard down. And uh, <laughs> here I am. <laughs> you are friends, and I guess that helps because unlike Monty, who's the co-host of, of the On Farm podcast, um, we kind of either I host an episode or he hosts an episode. It's quite rare that we will kind of be together on, on any one episode. Now, we're, we're colleagues and friends, but actually it's less important for us to have banter. But you guys have got to have that, that banter because there's three of you on most of the episodes. So how, you know, how, does, how does that banter go? And how do you kind of find your way between having the fun but also choosing the content that you want to have because you know there's it, it's funny as as the name suggests but you know you've got you do have some serious content in there so how do you kind of find that balance between banter and uh, and something that that's serious it's a funny one so so when we started as any podcaster will probably tell you it didn't come natural to us at all um you know the, if you listen to the first kind of three or four episodes it is quite stagnant. It feels a little bit kind of forced. But I mean, me and James always did have that relationship. We'd always had a laugh together anyway, whenever in any endeavor we'd kind of had in the past. And what we found is as we kind of went on, I would send James a message before the podcast saying, right, tonight we're going to talk about this. In my head, I'd have a few questions that I can put to James and whoever, because we had a lot of um, Mm -hmm. guests on before Sandy joined us. And we usually have a guest every week. So I'd have lots of questions and things like that. But what ended up happening was we just got completely sidetracked and talked about, you know, all these different things, which actually is great. You know, if you stick and it's quite stagnant and, you know, you you ask questions, it's more like an interview. It can be quite hard listening where we found once we get onto something and like James will say the same, some of the things that we've talked about, we'd never have thought we're going to talk about on a podcast whatsoever. So it just ended up coming quite naturally, I suppose, to us. Would you say, James? Yeah, I kind of relate us to sort of the hip hop freestylers, you know. We just we just roll with it, and it just <laughs> it just it just comes. You know? That's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking when I saw the two of you. Funnily enough, yeah. <laughs> thanks very much. I find, I find myself on that. Yeah, no, we. It's, it is amazing. It's a question I get asked a lot. Preparation, how much do you have to do? And I said, I don't. I click up, I press start, and we talk for we talk for forty minutes. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Sometimes, sometimes we go down the rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> and um, do you guys live close together? So I'm in the southwest. Jumps up in Dundee, but um, mm-hmm. so we've always, always done it over Zoom. And actually, the first time we ever met Sandy in person was two weekends ago. We got invited over to the Isle of Islay. Isla. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we went over there, and first time we met Sandy in person, and we just had the best weekend ever. And actually, I've just listened our first podcast from like our first live on ever together just came out today and I was listening to the first 20 minutes on the way home and what a difference it makes mm. when we're all in it all in together like it is such a difference yeah. um, and I think it's the best podcast we've probably ever done oh it makes a massive difference I mean we launched ours just like two months before lockdown and the full intention you know we called on farm the full intention that was yeah. we were going to be on farm and then we spent two years basically being in a room 
surrounded by cushions talking on Zoom because you just we didn't predict that. But you're right when when you get the chance to actually go out on on farm or wherever and you're face to face with the people you're chatting to, it makes such a big difference. But but you you not seem to manage okay over Zoom and you still you've still got that banter and it does mean that the whole process doesn't take quite as long. You know if you can record it remotely, it's the technology is a wonderful thing. Yeah, absolutely. The good thing is because me and James and Sandy all do very different things, like the weather and everything farmers come up against, it's constantly a topic. Mm. It's either in the news or it's in some sort of farming, um, you know, press. So, yeah, we we do talk about up-to-date stuff, but a lot of the time we just talk about what we're doing that week. As you know, farmers, like the good thing about being a farmer is every day is different, apart from when James is sitting on a potato harvester for six months. But... (laughs) But uh, do you know what I mean? At the same time, it is great because we always have something to talk about. And what ends up happening is I'll start talking about easy care sheep. And then as James says, we'll end up down a rabbit hole talking about um, agriculture in Ukraine. Or do you know what I mean? So it's, it does. Yeah. I mean, it just kind of happens. I don't know how it happens. We just kind of start talking then, you know, we could go on for hours. And I suppose if before um, there was three of you, you know, you had maybe had more guests. And so you kind of knew that the topic was going to revolve around that guest. But now that a guest has become a presenter, I guess it's more kind of just chit chat, is it? And just shoot the breeze and see what everybody's been up to that week. Yeah, it's not, you know, it's not a Spanish inquisition to your guest life, you know, so. Yeah. so we, we... Sometimes I think I'm a bit like that, <laughs> only because I'm nosy. I'm so nosy. So we... You kind of felt that after a while, not we weren't losing our, our identity, but it was becoming a bit more of a serious. Yes, there would be the odd joke coming in now and again, and trying to keep it light-hearted. But with Sandy, and we've got like a stronger rapport every every week now. And going to Isla, and honestly, I mean, we can't even tell you ninety-five percent of the stuff that <laughs> like was talked about. But we literally... Did you drink too much whiskey? Oh, well, yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> tell, tell her about the two, two like what time the tours started so the, and stuff. It was yeah, ridiculous. the tours were two, two o'clock in the afternoon and the first tour we went to was Ooh. whiskey uh, whiskey uh, warehouse tasting. Oh, nice. But yeah, just after lunch. <laughs> yeah, 65% strength, about 80 mil <laughs> pours in three glasses. Well, I mean, amazing the difference half an hour can make between you walking in the door and walking out the door, I can tell you. <laughs> But yeah, we had this like such a laugh a minute. Honestly, we, I didn't stop the whole weekend. To be honest with you, if I'm being truthful, honest, we just took Michael out of each other the con- the whole time. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's actually quite it's quite amusing to have a podcast where yeah we speak about some serious topics because there are certain subjects that my blood pressure goes from here to here, and uh, my high <laughs> horse behind me, I climb right on top of it. Um, <laughs> We probably sound like a dysfunctional, disorganized, you know, team, but it's amazing how it just, well, we think it clicks. I don't know, it might not. (laughs) I I listened to one this afternoon and it was one of your quizzes. So I listened to a bit of banter about WD forty, and um, and it did it did make me laugh actually when one of you I can't remember which one of you was hesitated over identifying that yellow stuff in the field as oil seed rape, and I was thinking, oh my god, are these guys farmers or not? Do you know that way you know the answer, but you, but like, yeah. you can't get your code word out of your mouth. I was like, and, and Nick got Fergie before I got here, made me look like a right idiot. 
<laughs> but you can tell you know you can tell that there's just that that great rapport like you've used that word I think James already but that great rapport between you but it, and it means I think that you can talk about I haven't listened to all your episodes I'm afraid but what I think that the rapport does is it actually helps you to talk about some of the more difficult topics to talk about in an easier way you know if you're talking about you know rural mental health or something like that you know that becomes easier if if you you're not you know you're still taking it seriously but it's so much easier if you've got a really good relationship and you can be open and honest with each other and I think that that's really important and and it's really important that you know you have established that with each other but you know you're such easy guys to talk to that that you I'm sure you established that with your guests as well which you need to do in kind of five minutes flat. With with the mental health thing we we had a a friend of mine and James knows him as well from from university I I can't remember what episode was it's quite early on it's one might be the sixth or seventh episode Um, he's a dairy farmer down here um, or was a dairy farmer down here and you know he talked about like his real serious mental health he talked about taking his own life and like Mm. I've known we've both known this person for a long time and he's a joker and he's good fun and everything like that and I've never actually had that sort of conversation with him ever yeah but when when he came onto the podcast he oh like James you've never seen anything like have you he just opened up and it was amazing I mean it's one of the best podcasts I've ever done because it was open it was honest it was real but it's amazing, yeah, I mean, somehow we seem to manage to just get information out of people that they wouldn't usually disclose. And I think I think you're probably right. I think the lightheartedness maybe is a part of that, you know, because, we, you know, it's it's not too serious, but at the same time we're talking about serious stuff. And people relate to that, I think. Definitely, definitely. But can I just take you back a bit, though, Nick? Because James said that you phoned him up one day and basically told him that you were going to do a podcast together um why did you phone him up like where did this where did the idea come from in the first place what made you think oh I need to to create a podcast oh and I also need to have James on it like tell us the the story from the beginning because you know we've got our story but I love to hear the same one from other people so um before I came back to farming as James said I lived in London and worked for a huge kind of sales company and I had an hour and 15 tube commute every morning and would listen to podcasts all the time. I absolutely love podcasts. Like the Rugby Pod is probably the first podcast that got me into it, and I absolutely love it. And then anyway, I came back to farming, and I was out rowing up um, silage or hay or haylage or something in the summer, and I got bored of listening. By day two, I was bored of listening to the radio, and I started listening to lots of different podcasts. And the majority of them are, the majority of agricultural podcasts are very serious and are talking about you know, serious issues in farming. And we've got a real issue in this country where young people don't really have a way to get into farming or don't want to get into farming. So I just kind of had this idea of if we could take the serious issues of farming podcasts, mix it with something along the lines of kind of, you know, the rugby pod where there's a little bit of banter in it as well, make it relatable to young people, whether they're in farming or want to get into farming or, or whatever it is, and then mix it all together, that'd be great. And then I kind of thought, well, I can't really do this on my own because I'm not that funny. Um, and then I thought, well... Yeah, yeah. Honestly, is the best <laughs> policy. <laughs> well, I said, it to, I said it to get a laugh, and I did. So um, I thought in my head, if I could have a stock farmer, a dairy farmer, and an arable farmer, giving all different kind of sides to farming as a mixture, it'd be perfect. And if mm-hmm. I could have someone that I know is good fun and good banter, and the first kind of person I thought of was James. Um, so I spoke to James and then James had a friend who was a dairy farmer who had to pull out quite mm. early on just because of what was going on in the dairy industry at the time and blah, 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 blah. Um, 
but yeah, and that that's basically how it was born. I forced him into it, and um, it's amazing that um, we. I know you guys have been going for four years, but we've been going for two years now, and it doesn't feel like that. But yeah, it's, it's amazing yeah. how it just and goes and goes what, and goes. What if anything has changed, or maybe the question is, what has been cemented, like amongst the both of you in terms of you know those goals that you had before you started. Are you achieving those goals? Have you got more to achieve? Like, how, what do you think is or should be like the, the main purpose of what you're doing here? And, and if that, if the answer to that is just having a laugh, then fine. But but I'm just curious to know what it is that continues to motivate you because it's not actually that easy. It's quite hard work to put out a regular podcast. So so what what is it that drives you both to keep doing it? Well, I'm going to answer this first because I know James has got an answer for this as well. But I'm just going to say my side of it. The one thing about doing it with James that's amazing is he is hugely passionate and he his knowledge of farming mm-hmm. is genuinely second to none. He knows what's going on. He knows what the price of this is. He knows this. He knows that. And also, because he's so passionate and, you know, he talked about his blood boiling and things like that, the biggest problem we see is education yeah. of the general public in regards to actually where the food comes from and also getting young people to farm and continue this farming legacy that you know we all worked really hard to protect so for me that's the biggest thing is the kind of passion the education and continuing you know hoping to get young people into it and you know every time we have a guest on we always ask the guest the question if you didn't have a parent who was a farmer or whatever it was how would you get into Mm -hmm. farming because we want to know the answer we want to know how people can but I mean, I think the th- the big thing for me that keeps us going is the fact that James always has something to get angry about, which mm-hmm. I just love. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, on my part, it's cheap counselling. <laughs> so the more I can wean out of these boys for free of telling me it's going to be all right, I'm... I'm oh, I yeah. love that. <laughs> but you've also got to remember there's quite a lot of other people listening. You can get caught up in the moment of thinking you're just speaking to three people on a screen. Yes. I think that's why a lot of people open up a lot, actually, because they kind of forget that. Yeah. One thing from a personal point of view, I probably was a bit loose with my tongue when I was younger in terms of I spoke before I thought. I think this this has really trained me to understand that once you say something, it's out there. Yeah, particularly in the modern age. Correct. I had a guy in New Zealand who was over back in Scotland who I bumped into, who was listening to my podcast, who one of his guys on the farm was speaking to him about it. You know, that's that's uh-huh. the level yeah. of that it can yeah. go to. So you've got to be careful. But I really enjoy it. It's more for we we often get messages of people finding it very interesting for you. You know, people that aren't maybe necessarily farmers who are interested in agriculture, they don't want to know the photosynthesis uptake of light in the wheat crop, you know. Yeah. So I like being able to deliver the sort of the information of the the untold true story around agriculture as opposed to what gets branded in the, the news articles, outlets these days. You know, for a quick example, I was on Talk TV the other day with Vanessa Phelps and the headline was, No Potatoes for Christmas. You know, mm. and I'm like, God, Drama. Where, have, where have they got yeah. this from? Like, yes, I've got sheds full. Come on, like, please. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, so it's things like that. And if we could do anything to try and get the message over, but I also really like working with Nick and Sandy as well. And Nick, fair play to him. He's come back from London to home to start up, and you know, I give him a lot of flack every episode. Easy <laughs> care sheep. I mean, all the time. <laughs> and, uh, 
But he's he regardless of what he's done specifically, he's come home, he's made a stamp, he's gone and bought a bit of land himself, he's changed the direction that their farming business was going in in terms of you know, and it really was in a in a livestock world where it's very like, oh, what are you doing? Oh, oh God, you know, disastrous if if you don't have blackface yows on a hill. Next yeah. gone. Well, okay, I I hear you, but let me try my thing, and if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. And yes, when, yeah. When somebody tells you that they're doubling the numbers, well, it, it it's not hard to figure out if it's working or not. Yeah, 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 totally. Kind of switch, switching slightly, but I, I'm really curious. You know. I mentioned at the beginning, I am not good with technology. And so when I first had the idea to create a podcast, I was like, oh, well, great. But I have no idea how I'm going to do it because I don't know anything about this. Luckily, I happened to know Dave and that's his his uh, career. But ha- what do you, do you guys do in terms of the technology? Do you record, edit, do everything yourselves? And, and who who is it within the team that's like kind of got those that skill set? So, so me and Jim are just the dumb guys that have got all the chat that come on and talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> but to be fair, um, Sa- Sandy's really good at editing for social media and stuff like that. Like he, that's what he does as a dog. Like Farmstock is his kind of full time thing. So he 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 does all that sort of stuff for us. Yeah. Me and Jim come up with the kind of ideas and content and you know the photos and everything like that. And then an old rugby friend of mine from Aberdeen University actually works for a podcasting company down in London. Ah, so handy. yeah so when I come up with this idea I took it to him he was the one that said all you need to do is go and record for on um, zoom send them to me and I'll see if we can make this into something and since then you know through sponsorship and advertising and all that like it's grown his yeah. relationship to it's grown as well so so yeah me and James provide the chat Sandy provides the editing of the social media and uh, Mark our poor producer does everything else and that's a perfect segue actually into my next question we spend quite a lot of time although never enough on you know promoting the podcast you know you want more people to listen and you also want more people to sponsor so what what do you guys do kind of either individually or collectively to shout about it and say look we're here please listen please sponsor please whatever but ultimately please get involved one of the biggest things for us is word of mouth like because it's got that kind of funny part to it you know, people listen to it, enjoy it, and then they tell their mate about it. Or, And also, we're brutally honest on it as well a lot of the time. So, you know, I've said things on there about nights where I've lost, like, lambs through storms and stuff like that. And you know people are talking about that. Um, so that so word of mouth is great. Social media is just the best avenue in the world. Our Instagram was built from nothing and just kind of went a bit mental. So we do a lot through that. And TikTok, like, some of our TikToks have had four or 500,000 views and things like that. So... Between social media, word of mouth, that's really all we've done, Jim, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, um, I must admit, I'm not very good at it, to be honest. Well, there's not very good at <laughs> zero, and I'm kind of <laughs> about here. Um, that's why it's so, good to have a team. <laughs> exactly. I don't know what I bring, but I, bring, I must bring something. <laughs> Farming the, knowledge the chat, by mate. the sound of it and chat. That's yeah. it. And anger, I like, like Nick said, yeah, anger, which I kind of like. You gotta be, I'd, I'd say passion. Actually, he's probably the good one. Absolutely, but, yeah. passion. Yeah. Passion is what James brings, and that has been generally the basis of a lot of our podcasts. I, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I get, I get excited, excitable, like, <laughs> quite <laughs> Because it, the problem is, because it affects us daily, so it's like, yes, you know, and it's it's financial impacts. It's, Everything that happens in agriculture is a financial hit. It's never a financial mm. gain. You know, nothing's ever put in place to be a financial gain. 
there's always and if there is there's always a clause there always yeah, is a loophole. there's a catch and, mm. if, and, it, and it comes with doing a lot of nonsense basically to be you know truthfully honest with you, <laughs> you you've, you've started him now he's i know i know i'm stopping i'm stopping i'm stopping i'm doing myself back i don't mind i don't mind <laughs> The next time we have a particularly controversial topic coming up, we'll phone James and get him on. We've, we've done a He'd few panel. We have actually done a few panel ones, and um, they're always quite entertaining. So if you fancy uh, a discussion with somebody, we'll we'll get you on. But um, yeah, man, I tell you, <laughs> <laughs> in your heads, you must have a kind of idea of of where you want to get to in the next year, two years, three years. Either in terms of you know, you've got a certain guest who you think. I'm not going to rest until I've got that guest on on the show, or maybe you've got a target in terms of how many people are listening, or or what 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 are you hoping for? Because as I said earlier, you know this is hard work. You put a lot of time into this. What would give you the satisfaction of keeping it going? What are your kind of key hopes for going forward? And that's kind of but to both of you in turn, if that's all right. Well, we, we've had some amazing guests, like you know the likes of Alvin Jones, uh, uh, sorry Gareth and Jones. You know, Cami from the Sheet Game. You know, we've had some really cool people. Lizzie and um, oh god, I forgot another another lady. But we've had, from Boots and Heels. Oh yeah. Um, so we've had we've had some amazing guests on. But actually, the podcast I've enjoyed most was the one that we did live together. Hmm. And the thing that's really special is when people send you messages. And actually, the message we get most of all is when we haven't had a podcast out for a week or ten days because something's happened. Is when's the next podcast ah, out? Yeah. So. I, lo- I love that. Since Sandy's joined, our social media has got so much better as well. So to be honest, I just wanted to see it keep growing. I love bringing on good sponsors. I love working with them on that side of things. But also the biggest thing for me, the problem is I'm a new dad, well, newish dad. Sandy's got three kids. Jim's got a mega business. I've got two or three businesses I'm working for or working. Um, Sandy's got his business. So I'd love to do more live stuff with us all together. But it's trying to work it out is it's it's hard. Yeah, the fun, the really fun stuff. How about you, James? What what would you be happy with if we were having another chat in two years' time in terms of what you've achieved? That Clarkson loves me that much that we do a, a jum a jums farm prime special. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, 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 you know this is how, this, this is how adventurous our minds can be. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I think it was like episodes like podcast seven or eight i remember texting nick being like do you know what will propel us here nick we'll, we'll try and get clarkson on the podcast uh-huh. you know, that get, and i'm like looking back at it we're so far from that like, <laughs> you never not. know you never know we've we've got a bid in for to have clarkson on the podcast and his people said we might like his schedule is obviously crazy but his people didn't say no. It was more like, well, you'll just have to wait a while because of, of the, the long list. But I think they said today, like, hopefully in 2024. So it's worth Amazing. asking. Like, what? Well, yeah, yeah, it's worth asking. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's, you know, for me, um, things like that would be really good. There's a lot of influential people or people that cre- are creating influence within the agricultural mm. industry and getting somewhere with it in terms of policy unfortunately we live in a world it's not unfortunate but unfortunately we live in a world where he was a celebrity into his cars he's got into farming yeah. and all of a sudden he can get meetings at 10 Downing street yes yes yeah. you know and i see that as a bit of a well that's fine but do you really know what we need to iron out here mm. you know like no you only learn from being in it for so long and it becomes more true to you the more kickers you've had over the years 
So I'd love to see it going to the point where, because we're a bit of a jokers, we're never going to probably be listened to in terms of that aspect. But to try and get the message out there, it's not like we're starting a cult or anything like that, but it's like trying to get you know everybody thinking in the same direction, trying to get the mindset into thinking that the farmer's the important one in the whole line. Yeah, yeah. Nobody else is important in that line more than us. Mm-hmm. But we're always treated as though you're the least important. And that's the way they like to keep it. And if we can ever so slightly change that, I'll, you know, I'll be I'll be over the moon. So along with our live shows, and we're going to, you know, get better at our doing, you know, you know, when Nick sent me the email of the professionalism of your email. <laughs> this is the first time these things have been on. I tell you. That's what and, Dave's uh, doing, nothing to do with me. <laughs> and uh, but it's 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 professional. And in mm-hmm. that, I think is the next jump, you know, because unfortunately, I sometimes sit in my combine and do them. And that's okay. Sometimes, sometimes that's okay. Six sometimes. months a year, <laughs> <laughs> you know. And it's hello, <laughs> you know. And it's Dave it likes that because it's authentic, authentic sound. Yeah. He he's got a fancy BBC word for it, which I can't remember. But I think it's good to have uh, a bit. Of, that's why you know we've said we, we prefer being out and about, you know, in real life recordings rather than sitting sitting here um because it does make for great sound and you know farm the farming sector is an industry that has some great sound effects so uh as long as father and son aren't working together cattle <laughs> and you're standing in the background you'll be all right Beep. Yeah. <laughs> and you see a little bit of alcathin pipe for winding yeah. through the, through the that's the beauty of audio instead of video you can't see what's going yeah. on <laughs> um, now guys i'm gonna let you get back to your families and your evening shortly but but i have to talk to you first because like everybody's doing it and i'm really fascinated and we're not the merch Tell me about the merch, because <laughs> I, I see the hats and everything. How is that going? It's a funny one. So we got a designer on board to design us, design us some merch and everything like that. Came out with all these hoodies and T-shirts, and it completely flopped. I'll be really honest, completely flopped. So anyway, it's kind of been sitting there in the back burner for the last kind of six months or so. And my wife works in marketing, and mm-hmm. she's like, what you need to do is bring out some really nice winter hats just in the run-up to kind of Christmas. And it's it's been a game changer. The hats have gone mad. The new logo is so much better as oh, well. Amazing, yeah. But what we found out, if you actually design quality logo on a des- quality product rather than a, a hoodie, people like it a lot more. So, mm-hmm. yeah, merch is great now. I think we'll take it bit by bit. I think we'll probably do caps in the summer or something like that. But, I mean, you know, you, you see the likes of the sheep game and grass. Oh, yeah, every, crazy. Yeah. Every, sec- every second kid's got one of the jumpers on, something like yeah. that. So. I thought it'd be really easy to do, but it's not. It's really difficult. Mm. And actually, let's let's finish up with that because pod, you, you don't make a podcast for free. You've got your time that you've got to give, which technically, you know, you could argue that's free, but you've got a million other things you could be spending your time doing. I'm imagining that your friend in London, you know, he's probably not doing it all for free. And we don't need to talk about figures because that's none of our, my business. But um I'm often at pains to to try and show people the reality of this because I think a lot of people assume that it's like the BBC and that that we can just fly to Orkney and record a podcast about sheep and that it, we're just going to bear the cost of that. Um, so how do you kind of sort of square that circle or, or kind of have the conversation with people to say, well, you know, do you know, we'd love to... We'd love to all three of us travel to to Aberdeenshire to do a podcast about this, but we we can't justify the cost. You know, how do you have those conversations with people? So, I mean, 
we again we we've made some money through sponsorship that's kept us going for two years. Eileen Estates fully sponsored us to go over there because mm-hmm. they saw the value in the content that we produced for them. To be honest, it's all been self-funded. Like me, me, James, yeah, and Sandy yeah. have done everything ourselves. The production company we work with that Mark works for, they make money through advertising, so that's how they make their money for working with us. Mm. We we don't have to pay them. But yeah, I, I don't know. It's yeah, the time thing's probably the most expensive thing, wouldn't you say, mm. John? Yeah, 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 yeah. Time, some it, it, you know it. Uh, I'm often find myself sitting waiting on an irrigator to come in, and I'm sitting with my headphones in and my tractor. <laughs> we're doing a podcast or you know i'm a potato planter this year we did three or four you know and it's yeah it's it's time consuming but it kind of feels it's the old stuck record welcome to farming you get most of your time away for free anyway so (laughs) (laughs) an extra hour for a fortnight it's not a killer yeah and it it feels good as well i find like you you know you're you're telling a story, you're either telling a positive story or you're telling a realistic story and you've got people out there listening and that kind of gives you the buzz to to keep going in a way. As James says as well, like, generally it's therapy. Like, see you coming on for a, on a Tuesday night and us just talking. Like, the majority of stuff we're talking about is real-life stuff. So, like, I, I bring up the lambs again. I, we had a terrible storm here during lambing time and everything was going amazing. I was telling everyone how great easy cares were. And I lost 19 lambs overnight because of how bad Oof, the storm was. Yeah. But see, just talking to James and Sandy about that, you feel 10 times better afterwards. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it is, it, as much as it's great to listen, well, we hope it's great to listen to, a lot of the time for us, it, it gets a lot off your chest. And farmers are terrible for keeping stuff to themselves yes. and not discussing yeah. it. Yeah. So, yeah, in that way, it's amazing. Mm. Yeah, and actually, you can't put a value on that, can you? It's just so important. Well, guys, I don't know if you're going to be at the Highland Show, but if you are, that might be a good place for us to meet up and say hello. And, Depends uh, what time. <laughs> <laughs> well, when do before you crack open? Yeah, I was going to say, you crack open the whiskey at two o'clock, so it'll have to be before then. Yeah. Actually, probably just if you could just tell our listeners how they can listen to your podcast, that would be really helpful. So, and yeah, then just anything else you think we've not talked about that we should. Apps, um, all that sort of stuff, just type in Farming Funny or you can find us on Instagram, TikTok, all of the usual socials. I, th- I think the funny thing about it is, you know, I, I've listened to your, your podcast and I think it's brilliant and you've done it for a long time and you're talking about all different issues and it's really good. And I think you're going to come on our podcast as well. Um, and I think, Yeah, I'd love to. I think a lot of um, people need variety in their life, you know, so mm-hmm. they come and listen to you and, you know, they're getting that kind of the outlook on farming and that intelligent look on it and then if you need a break come and listen to us talk rubbish for 40 minutes so (laughs) I think anyone in agriculture can listen to both sides of the table totally yeah I totally agree with you like no certainly in the rural sector maybe it's different in rugby or whatever I have no idea but certainly in the rural sector in Scotland there should never be any two podcasts that are in competition with each other you know people people can and people do listen to plenty and it's probably as you say it's just what kind of mood are you in on that day you know um which which one you choose and listen to both I, I yeah totally agree with you you might have to do a more serious episode if I'm coming on as a guest. Yeah, I, I'll, work on, I'll work on my jokes. We're going to have to try not to swear when you're on as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're coming, in, you're, you're coming into our domain now, Anna. This is, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I, won't, I won't be offended at all. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for having us on. I've thoroughly cool. enjoyed it. It's been great. Not at all. Thank you for giving up your evening. 
so there we go what do you think do you think we should do on-farm merchandise um if you fancy a pair of on-farm branded boxer shorts or anything else uh drop me an email and uh, and let me know not something we've considered before but uh it seems like it's going great guns for the farming funny guys so thank you again to them um i look forward to being a guest back on their show but i better uh, go and polish my jokes before i do that thank you again to bell ingram for sponsoring this episode i hope you enjoyed it this podcast is brought to you by the team at seen and heard pr and marketing and we have another project up our sleeves at the moment which um gosh big promise i i can pretty much guarantee it's going to be interesting for everybody so there we go to find out uh, more about it before anybody else does and to get um any early bird offers just head on over to our website and sign up for our e-newsletter which goes out once a week and we'll make sure that you're kept informed um so the website is www.seenandheardpr.co.uk and that's spelt seen as in scenery and heard as in a herd of cattle so um head on over and sign up but that is that for this week um we'll be back uh, next week with some new content and uh, meantime have a great week mm-hmm.